Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and ask them questions about their industry or passions. Plus, my guests will share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune in to other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash combo to choose which platform you prefer to listen to, either on iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, etc. And now even Amazon's Alexa. So now that I got that out of the way, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Clark Finnicle, the author of Job Hunting Secrets from Someone Who's Been There. Hi, Clark. Hey, Kimberly. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you being on with us. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and what industry you're in. Sure, Kimberly. I'm from the St. Pete, Tampa Bay, Florida area. And the industry that I'm in deals with helping job seekers. Uh, I was in the job market five times. My job was eliminated four times. And after everything I went through, I really have a heart for job seekers and want to help them. Everything that's been written to date has been written by people who are from HR or recruiters, and they have great information, but because they haven't walked in the shoes of a job seeker, they don't quite understand everything job seekers go through. And I've sought to share in my first two books the everything I've learned so that job seekers are better prepared to succeed and land their dream job. What markets were you in out of those four out of five? The first 24 years, it was in telecommunications. 24 years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Sure. You went to other verticals or something in a, another position? What I went to, um, as you might almost expect in Florida, the healthcare industry, basically dealing with the back office type of work that is involved with that. The healthcare is a very large, and it's big everywhere, but it's particularly large in Florida. So that's my day job, kind of like you were mentioning earlier in our conversation. Yeah, but you have a passion to make sure that those who go back into the job market are able to find the right position while they're job hunting? Exactly. There are uh, a lot of things. I mean, this is how I look at it from what I've been through, Kimberly. It seems like everyone else has written books where they basically say, here are the 76 things you must do to land a job. Mm -hmm. And while, as I said, they frequently have some helpful insights, I try to simplify it. I focus on what I call the hiring manager secrets. Mm -hmm. that really deal with the crux of the matter, how when that hiring manager, what specifically is involved, and really try to help uh, the job seeker better understand what's going on in the mind of the HR person, the recruiter, and the hiring manager, so that things are a lot clearer to them. They're prepared, so they're prepared for whatever question comes their way. Yeah, and the books that have been written to date are written by people who sat in HR or who sat as external recruiters. So they weren't written from the perspective of a, a job seeker who actually walked through the desert of unemployment. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been there and I've been around lots of friends that have 
gone through that journey of finding, you know, either a new career or just another job in the same industry. And I know it can be daunting and it's a full-time job to look for a job. Oh, <laughs> I was... definitely, definitely. And there's so many different aspects of it. There's the psychological aspect of how they respond to the job loss. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously how you feel about, are you going to land a job? How do you, you know, I think uh, it was Joan of Arc who said, all battles are first won or lost in the mind. And that's something that I talk about in my first book. I think, like I told you, the hiring manager's secrets, kind of where I start, is almost like the beginning of the advice, the guidance I give to job seekers. So what made you decide to write the book? Was it to simplify those 76 long detailed tips? Or was it because you knew that there was a need from the perspective of somebody that has already been there? Or both? The latter, really, obviously, there was certainly a need for simplifying, but I, I kind of felt like so much of what's out there isn't always making it easier for the job seeker. Mm-hmm. I've kind of felt like if they can understand what I've learned, they will be so much better off. Basically, what I try to do is help them understand what HR's thinking, what the recruiter's thinking, and what the hiring manager's thinking. You know, everyone has their own uh, own objectives and so forth. So I start in the book with the 12 lies told to job seekers, and I hope that doesn't sound negative, but the bottom line is there are a lot of things told to job seekers that are not totally on the up and up, or the people who are telling them these things don't always understand that maybe what they're saying isn't exactly right or isn't exactly the best advice for a job seeker. Yeah, they're not doing it on purpose. They just don't know any better. Is that what it is? I don't believe anyone's trying to communicate things in a, in a negative manner. Mm-hmm. But when they're looking after their own interests, they're frequently not looking after the job seeker's interests. Yeah, that makes sense. So what did you enjoy the most about doing this book? Well, you know, Kimberly, if you've ever had a passion, and I'm guessing you do perhaps in the area of dementia, a passion where you were determined to, like, as like, as God is my witness, to change things, to change the way people, you know, do something like look for work or so forth, or change people's attitudes, Yeah, you'll have a pretty good idea where I'm coming from. Because it, it probably took about four years for me to write the first book. A lot of it was my wife just helping me to be a better writer as I was going through it. I do have a tremendous heart for job seekers. I have seen how friends have reacted to it. It's just interesting. And one of the key things is how do you respond to other people's opinions? You know, hearing someone say you're not needed and understanding maybe the difference between facts and opinions. Someone might not value you, but it doesn't mean you're not valuable. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the key things that that I talk about. And and sometimes boss doesn't have a choice. It's things are really a function of what's going on in the industry or how the the company is run. So there are a lot of factors. But uh, it's a case really of understanding that each person is kind of like really the CEO of their own career and understanding, okay, how do I work in this system? And sometimes what that means is seeing through what's actually being said to you so you understand what you actually need to do and to say to these people. Mm -hmm. And probably also not taking it so personally. So if they don't get the position that they want or they almost feel like the first interview didn't go well, 
to give them the the courage, the knowledge, whatever you want to call it, to follow up with them and to find out either way if there is a next interview and then move on from there to go seek the next application because it can be definitely a lot of highs and lows while looking for a job. Exactly. And I think we'd all like our first interview to be that interview that leads to that job. But most of the time, that first interview is that helpful experience getter. We all need to kind of get interviews under our belt. The more interviews we have, the more comfortable we feel. So maybe two, three, four, five interviews down the road, we're so comfortable or so much more comfortable, I should say, that we're able to perform a lot better. There's so much information that doesn't get to the job seeker about what they really need to do. So many job seekers sometimes strike me as kind of like having the deer in the headlights syndrome, just kind of sitting there in the interview and maybe not understanding that, hey, this is your time to sell yourself. You know, one of the things that I do is when someone says, tell me about yourself, I'll say, well, the best way to learn about me is to hear my achievement stories. and In my last interview back in 2013, I had 17 achievement stories that basically showed how I, you know, had situations, obstacles, and results, and, you know, here are the actions that I took. So that's a major portion of my first book is actually about creating these achievement stories. Mm -hmm. So I have a real heart for job seekers because I don't really feel like they get the full story. So I'd like them to get the full story. That's why I'm writing this. Well, that's amazing. It's definitely needed. I know so many in my industry apartments get bought and sold. Sometimes the staff and the management company keeps, you know, all the employees and sometimes they don't. And right. so then they're out there looking. So my heart was always, I have a big heart for just about everyone, but especially when someone is unemployed, I'm like, oh, you know, how can I help you? Can I, you know, share your resume? Do you want to practice some questions with me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, more so with my nieces and my nephews who are now just getting out there, you know, reminding mm-hmm. them that they got to follow up and that nobody is going to come to them and you right. show them that you want that job and show them that you are that follow-up person and that you execute and you go forth and you don't just leave it just dangling there, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And also asking questions being when I had a company and we hired people, you know, there are certain things that I really found, you know, asking certain questions to you get more out of them or if they didn't come to me with questions, you know, or one of, the people within our interview process, it was kind of like, well, they're not that interested if they're not researching us and they're not, and they're not interviewing us as well. They should be interviewing the company. Would you not agree to make sure it's the right fit? Well, entirely. And it's like you said, if they're not engaged, if they're not asking, if they're not actively involved, it kind of makes you think, hey, I think I'm wasting my time with this person. Perhaps I should cut the interview short and just move on to other work because people don't understand. Just maybe to quickly go over a couple items, the hiring manager's secrets, the first one is, this is how the hiring manager determines whether or not you're a candidate. One, can you do the job? Two, will you like the job enough to stay here? Three, can we stand to work with you. That, that is the first hiring manager's secret. The hiring manager determines that in the interview. The second hiring manager's secret is 
okay, now that you've been identified as a candidate, how do you stand out from all the other candidates? Yes. Have you made money for your employers? Have you saved money? Have you increased productivity? How have you made a difference? Mm -hmm. To me, that is the crux of all job seeking because everything from my perspective uh, follows from that. The achievement stories that you speak of, the resume, the cover letter, the portfolio of your work. It's essential that job seekers understand that each hiring decision will impact positively or negatively the career of that hiring manager. And each company in many ways often like a family, just as, you know, when a daughter brings home her fiance or whatever, and the parents get to see who this new family member is, in some ways, at some levels, in many companies, it can be the same thing. Is this someone we want to let come into our family, our corporation? So there's so much that's involved that it's, like I said, I haven't seen people write about it, but that's because they, they sat somewhere else. They weren't really coming at it from how I went at it, how I needed to succeed. Yeah, and that makes a difference for sure. Well, with all that said, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give to your younger self? Well, that's always a great question, Kimberly. I would say, I tell myself that every experience is good because you either succeed in what you're doing or you learn about what you need to do next time. Yep. Amen. <laughs> that's how I view it. There's almost like no time is wasted. It's that's all learning experience. I learned at a younger age, probably in my 20s, maybe, mm -hmm. never to regret anything, especially if it didn't go as I wanted it to. However, I, I always called it a learning experience. You know, it, it started right. in the dating realm and then it went oh, in the sure. job realm and then the business world. But it definitely carried over, you know, you're learning something all the time. So that's great advice to, to tell all young people, all our younger selves. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Well, I've read your reviews and they're glowing, you know, everything from once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. So that's <laughs> awesome. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you or maybe purchase your book. Well, I welcome all LinkedIn invites. I'm at 24,000 connections, so I can still connect with many people. If you do a search and you go to Amazon and you simply type in Job Hunting Secrets, you will find my book. Obviously, the full title is Job Hunting Secrets, parentheses, from someone who's been there, and parentheses. So that's what I would recommend. I'm working my second book was, is LinkedIn Strategies to Take Your Career to the Next Level. And I'm working on a third book, as well as some upcoming training to help people. So awesome. uh, I greatly appreciate the opportunity, Kimberly. Well, I appreciate you, Clark, for giving me your time and allowing me to interview you. This was definitely something that I know is needed out there for people to know. And now they'll have a resource to go to. So I appreciate you. And Thank you, Kimberly. You're very welcome. Thank you. And listeners, remember to hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, iTunes, channel anchor, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram. And until next week, stay positive and remember sharing is caring.